When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. And clear! Welcome, everybody, to another fabulous episode of Dr. PPR. I am your host, Henry Markin, and you're listening to Dr. PPR. Again, that's not Dr. Pepper and definitely not Dr. PP, but very curious at this point to see what that episode would look like because I've said it just about every friggin' one. Uh, thank you for listening to all the advertisements at the beginning that supports the show and also... Thank you for listening in general. I took some time off last week. I was just busier than shit. This doctor was running multiple surgeries in a row back to back. I would pray for double days because I was getting triple headers all week. Just really busy stuff for Dr. PPR. No Filter Network also had a crazy monstrous week last week. Uh, we have two shows that crack the top five in their respective sports. Uh, Deuces Wild is now top five baseball podcast nationally. And Snipes and Stripes, the newcomers on the block, our fellows on the ice, the hockey podcast, those guys are also top five as well. So a lot of good stuff going on. This hospital as a whole organization was busting, so this doctor was wearing multiple hats. Sorry, I couldn't get my Friday locks out. Don't worry. They weren't going to hit anyways because it was an absolutely turbulent weekend in the NFL. All my personal fantasy leagues this week, I think I had diarrhea in every single league. Uh, just absolute goose eggs were laid and, um, you know, we're going to bounce back, but at the end of the day, I'm still in, you know, uh, I would say the area of competition. I'm still very much within reach of winning a, a prize, uh, whatever that prize may be. I'm not in the sacco. I'm, I'm taking my own medicine and it's paying off. I just had a, I just had a rough weekend uh, kind of, but I was also right about a lot of stuff, lots to cover, not enough time. Here we go. Here are my immediate takeaways from the weekend. Uh, first and foremost, just want to apologize to any fantasy football manager out there with Dolphins players. I just want to say sorry for the constant belittlement of your players and the season-long bashing. I I just – I'm sorry. I was wrong. They are stat machines. And every single week, it's the, it's the same story. New week, Tua killing it. Mostert killing it. Tyreek killing it. Tua's PRK three. Mostert's PRK two. Tyreek's PRK one. Um, not taking back what I said about the dangers of football and sort of the dangers of that high octane offense and almost the ignorance of how fragile everyone is in the league. We saw on Sunday Night Football, Damian Harris took a shot and he was escorted out in an ambulance and went testing for you know functioning limbs right that's 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 the side of football that you're like okay that's that's why I flag football is in the olympic sports now but um i again i'm never rooting for injury and i'm not going to take back what i said the second tua gets hurt that team is toast 
but while he's healthy, they're just killing it. And so I apologize to anybody that I've, you know, just, just worn your ears into the ground that this narrative of trading the Dolphins players, I don't want to bet with injury. I too has lasted longer than I thought he would. I honestly thought he'd go down sooner. Just the game. Um, but just wanted to get that out there so that you know that the malpractice, there was malpractice. This is a season-long malpractice. Uh, bad advice by the doctor. But that's it. Because everything else I'm about to mention, I was kind of dead right. Uh, for example, Thielen is the guy. Uh, I told you to get Thielen a couple weeks ago. I told you to start playing him a couple weeks ago. He's looking like himself. Uh, he put a Vikings jersey on him, put a Carolina jersey on him. doesn't matter. He's... He's right there. He's PRK three in most leagues. He's pretty much locked in for eight catches, 75 yards a week at least. Uh, Set it, forget it. Don't think twice about it, even though Bryce Young. Bryce Young's getting better. Um, And he's – they're not in a position where they're going to tank for Caleb. Uh, I know they're 0-6, but they're just growing pains. This is is a future. This is a rookie, but this is a rookie rookie. He's a tiny rookie. Thielen's going to get his balls. Well, hopefully not in his face, but you know what I mean. Uh, Cooper cup has completely replaced Puka Nakua. No surprise there. Cooper cup. And when I say replaced Puka Nakua, it was actually just Puka Nakua was the substitute for Cooper cup. Cooper cup is doing what he thought you would be doing. Right. I mean, targets up the ass, a ton of catches, breaking hundred yards, end zone scores. This is the guy you got your draft pick so high for and this is the guy that you uh, probably felt really sorry after the draft getting him so high and you didn't see him for four weeks well hopefully you're in a spot where you're able to float and not drown in your league and now you're going to be able to reap the benefits of cooper cup but as far as puka nakua goes he, uh thank you for your service you're back to being that really good rookie that we're all excited about but probably won't sniff the success that cooper cup will have for the rest of the year. That's just, hey, that's, that's Stafford's boy. They're doing a podcast now. They were butt buddies past three years. It's, it wasn't, sorry, it just wasn't going to work. You were his his bounce back guy. They took a break. Their relationship, they took a break in the relationship. Puka Nakua, you were the rebound, but Stafford wants the good sex with Cooper Cup. Why did I say that? Well, because it could be true. Uh, let's see. Jacksonville is getting really hot. Um, they obviously took care of business in London. That was expected. They're probably going to move to London ultimately. I think that's where the franchise is headed. So anytime you see Jacksonville in London, that's a home game. They're comfortable there. They've been doing this. They're used to it. Um, but on the, on the other side of that coin, they're also getting hot in America. Uh, ETN is just cooking with gas. Christian Kirk is solid. Evan Ingram is like one of the best tight ends in the league and nobody's talking about it because he doesn't have a podcast and he doesn't have a cool haircut and maybe do a leap and tweet about him. But Evan Ingram is killing it. Uh, Lawrence is just dueling and they're slowly starting to take that form that everyone thought they would take all off season. It was the quarterbacks you had to have were Mahomes Hertz, Allen, Herbert, and Trevor Lawrence. No one even batted an eye towards Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was tested this game and perhaps a little exposed. 
Then again, he went against Cleveland defense. But everyone was looking at Trevor Lawrence as a disappointment after how highly they were talking about him. And the question of who's better between Trevor Lawrence and Brock Purdy was a very hot debate as of late. Um, as a Niner fan, I will defend my guy, but I don't think you can debate that anymore. I, I think there is still some growing pains that Brock Purdy needs to go through. He can't just he can't just be a, a you know a, a game manager like Trevor Lawrence is a gamer, controls the game more than just managing it, wins the game, and he's killing it. Justin Fields, holy shit! Um. Every week with Justin Fields, it's a game of which Justin Fields will play today. Is it Justin Patrick Mahomes Fields or Justin Nathan Peterman Fields? Well, three or four weeks ago, the guy was out of his mind, just killing it from nowhere, like putting up career numbers for any quarterback, let alone him, a a dude that is not supposed to break 200 yards, had that in the first half, multiple games in a row, turning his receivers into Hall of Famers. DJ Moore was putting up Michael Jordan kind of stat lines. And then just like that, boop, back to reality. Nathan Peterman-esque. And now he's hurt. This guy has been giving me trouble all year. I pick him up in every single league, and I'm forced to play him unless I have to bench him after he throws a wide-open Touchdown could be right at the O-lineman's shoulder or it gets blocked by an obstacle of some sort that shouldn't be in the way, right? Um, I, I just can't get the timing right with Justin Fields. That, that like the week after, he just got embarrassed. They put in a Thursday night game against Washington. I thought that would be like a 20-13 to 13 game. That was the game that Justin Fields said, I'm back. Like, what? I don't know. Uh, I'm not glad he's hurt. I'm never rooting for injury, but it at least gives me some resolve and some solace that if he's hurt, I can't play him and I can't play the game of which Justin Fields we're going to get this week. Um, Okay, the Niners. Wow, that game took years off my life, not because we missed kicks. I was a kicker in high school. Your kicker is a dude at the end of the day, and I'm not going to blame a rookie kicker for missing – a game-winning kick in Cleveland, you know, 41 yards. It should be within reach. And if you do this again, you continue to miss, there will be some uh, punishment and you probably won't play in the NFL. That's fine. There's only 32 kicking jobs in the NFL. It's a very, uh, it's a very scarce position. You know, it's not for everybody, but you know, I'm not ready to give up on Jake Moody. The guy's solid so far. He's been great. Um, I'm disappointed in the, the officiating was atrocious not just on the last two drives, but just throughout the game. It just seemed like the refs were totally okay with wearing brown and white stripes as opposed to black and white. Um, just fine, you know? Like, go ahead, do that. And if we make that kick, you know, it, it puts everything behind us. You have a great press conference saying that even even at our worst, we're still better than most of the league. But they lost. And now they're 5-1. and one. I don't really have a good argument to say that you could play Niners every single week because you can't. They're super week to week. Um, At any point, a Niner that you start could be subject to a zero, right? There was multiple times when I, you could have bailed him out and I made a great play and, you know, he dropped it and there was 
Debo got hurt and Kittle was apparently non-existent. I feel like the only Niner that you could start literally every week and never even doubt yourself is Christian McCaffrey. And maybe the Niners defense too, for that matter. They're always going to, they're always going to get sacks and they're going to get interceptions. They're so good. Niners defense and McCaffrey, the only locks, everybody else. It's got to be a week to week thing. And even with the best analysis going in there, you still don't have a goddamn clue. No one knew Kittle was going to go off for three touchdowns against Dallas, right? I would keep an asterisk next to Niners guys going forward. Okay, guys that need to be rostered and you should start playing them. Um, Yeah, Sam Howell. Let's let's stop pretending this guy is is mid. He's he's good. That offense is legit. Three touchdowns last week, uh, over 350 yards a week before. This guy needs to be rostered and played immediately. Kareem Hunt is probably my favorite pickup this week. The Browns are physical. They love football. Like I, I know it sounds weird. Everybody should love football. I'm talking like Cleveland Brown football, the brittle tackling contact collision, yard for yard. Everything is just pain. That is Kareem Hunt. He is perfect for this offense, and he beat up the Niners. He beat the – they out um, strengthened the Niners. The, the, the physicality measurements weren't even close. The Browns were way more physical, and Kareem Hunt was a big part of that. He's getting better and better each week, and no matter who's playing quarterback, I think he'll make a difference going forward. Kareem Hunt is a must-grab. Absolutely. Absolute. Doctor's order. Do- doctor's – This doctor is ordering you to grab Kareem Hunt and play him. Not just to leave him on your bench, play him. The guy will continue to get red zone opportunities. He's a passing back option. This is medicine that I'm offering you. Take it. You can't overdose on this. You won't. He'll he'll do good. Uh, Zach Evans for the Rams. Don't take this dosage as strong as the cream hunt dosage, because I don't know what the Rams are going to do with, with their running back hole. Kyron Williams is the guy and he's hurt. Um, I don't know if they're going to abandon the run. You know, I think they won pretty handily against Arizona, but I don't know if Arizona is that good. Uh, if you look at who the Rams are playing in the next um, couple of weeks, it kind of parlay that with Kyron Williams injury. Rams are now three and three. They got Pittsburgh, which is no easy feat. That's as I mean, as good as defense as it gets in the NFL. Then Dallas in Dallas, then Green Bay. I don't know if they're going to necessarily fall on the run as hard. So I would pick up Zach Evans in a very deep league and play him. Pick up Zach Evans to hold him so that no one else can play him. How about that? I don't know if I would play him yet. Curtis Samuel, Washington. Uh, I, I, I like this guy. I think he, it depends on the day. You know, if, if you're struggling to get a receiver during the week, if a lot of people are on by, this is a reasonable play. You know, I think Sam Howell is a must start, especially with all the quarterbacks that are getting hurt and just not really performing. I, I think you can guarantee Howell's going to give you at least 17, which by the way, I'll take 17. I, I've had multiple weeks in a row where I, I'm, my quarterback is getting me 12 at the most. And it's just crippling. Right, I, what are you gonna do with twelve? If you're playing against Mahomes or you're playing against Josh Allen, you know Josh Allen had thirteen, but usually the guys like in the twenties. To play Tua every week, the guy's twenty five guaranteed. So I don't know. 
Uh, Curtis Samuel, think about it. Kadarius Tony, same thing. Grab him just if he's there. I've seen him in a couple of leagues chilling at the waivers. You got to get him. I mean, he is the wide receiver one in Kansas City. I mean, technically, the number one wide receiver is Kelsey, but like the WR1 on the depth chart is Tony. And he will score. The first game really did him dirty. I think people had high hopes for him and saw how bad he was, and that just created this horrendous image of what the dude can do. He's better than that. Gerald Everett, I said go get him a couple weeks ago. He scored on Monday night. The Chargers are incredibly mid and becoming very predictable. I don't think you can put that all on Herbert. I think a lot of it is just having a fool for a head coach and the lack of discipline during practice. They maybe just don't work on the right things. Maybe the staff is not as conditioned as most staffs. Guys are getting injured all the time. Starts with the coach. I wonder when they're going to figure that out, but um, Gerald Everett would be a reasonable pickup. I said get Dalton Schultz. Hopefully you took my advice. He's been great. That whole Houston offense has been pretty good. Uh, So as I mentioned, pretty turbulent weekend in the NFL. I'll just be quick with my power rankings. Um, No surprise, Niners are still at the top. Yes, you lost in Cleveland to P.J. Walker, but that defense is legit. We had multiple guys get hurt, and we almost still won the goddamn game, right? We're about two yards away from being 6-0 when there's still a gap within space between us and the next team. Um, I think it's back to earth. Uh, we're back to earth with the, you know, one, two, three, four. Like there's not Niners and everybody else. You know, this is the NFL still. You still can't just roll over teams. You have to treat every game like it's the Super Bowl in the preparation and as far as what to expect. But Niners are still number one. They'll bounce back. They'll beat the hell out of the Vikings and then create another debate on if this team will ever lose again. Dolphins are number two now. That offense is scary good. They really spotted the Carolina Panthers with 14 quick points in the first quarter and then went on like a 35-0 run in football. This isn't basketball. If you're going on a 35-0 run, that that means something. That means your defense is, is at I mean, at the very least, like holding the fort down, but providing the opportunity for your offense to stay hot and to stay moving. Like 35 points in one game, that – that's a lot of three and outs for the other team. But that also means that you're you're in rhythm. And when you're in rhythm and you're tough to beat, whew, good luck to anyone playing you. So Dolphins, number two. Lions are number three. That defense is legit. It's always been a thing for this Dan Campbell era in Detroit that they've never had a defense. You know, they're always in these shootouts and they lose – uh, these late game, you know, horrendous situations, whether it's a, a fumble or a missed two point conversion or a penalty. And it's, and it's always been sort of their downfall and they're always covering spreads because of it. But now they're, now they're blowing teams out. Lions are no longer sneaky. Good. They are good. They're number three chiefs. Number four. I think the chiefs are limited and exposed and they're not really playing, uh, you know, they're not really playing the best football right now, but they're still five and one. They're still winning in the NFL. You know, it, it may look pretty ugly, but at the end of the day, they're still doing the right things more than most teams are. You can't discount that. And number five, huge jump. I'm just going to put them in there. The Jaguars, number five. Um, they are starting to look like that playoff team that could really beat people up. I'm not buying the Ravens as a top five team because of how 
atrocious they can be and how pathetic and how they let teams come back in. Uh, I feel like Ravens play the Jaguars in the playoffs. I'm going to go Jags. Uh, Ravens, Ravens are losing the Chiefs. If Jaguars play the Chiefs, I don't know who I think will win yet. I think right now, I like the progression of the Jaguars more than I like the progression of the Chiefs. I think if Jaguars continue to stay hot, they could be in a position where they have home field advantage over the Chiefs. Um, I mean, they're four and two and five and one. So we'll see. All right. Now for the final segment of today's show, we are going to see who the king of the dipshits are. Let's play my favorite game. Yep. Here we go. Tank for Caleb. Yep. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good music. All right. So, without a doubt, the Broncos look the worst. I mean, absolute scab of a team. They not only suck offensively, but they just look very, very pathetically coached. Like, this this idea that Sean Payton could just come from the Fox studio and be a winning coach in the NFL after making the claim that Nathaniel Hackett had the worst coaching job in NFL history. What are you doing? You I mean, whew, you are really setting yourself up to be teed off in outer space, pal. Um, you're running out of excuses, coach Peyton. And the one excuse that I think you could ride the longest is the fact that Russ is clearly not the answer, which is looking to be true with each and every week. Russ is just not himself. And maybe you give credit to Pete Carroll on how efficient and how dynamic he was able to keep Russ, but Russ doesn't look good. And um, you could say that Sean Payton and Russ are an odd couple to begin with. And that's probably not his first choice of a franchise quarterback, but be better at the very least. I think the Broncos are the clear favorites in tanking for Caleb. And my question is now, does a guy like Caleb even go to Denver with Sean Payton there? Like if Sean Payton doesn't show any sign of life that they can win, like, if, like let's say they bench Russ and they play whoever their second string is or Russ gets hurt. God forbid. Um, and Sean Payton has, I guess the freedom to be the better play caller and to win with what he's got as opposed to um, letting what he has win the game. Let's see what I did there. It's, it's, can he coach the win and not let the players win? Well, I don't know how attractive this Denver team is to a guy like Caleb Williams. Broncos look the worst, like they're going to win the tank race, but they're a team much like the Patriots, where I think if they are the last place spot, does Caleb say, nah, I'm going to stay for one more year and pursue my education in quotes. And just him not wanting to go play, for the Broncos because you have teams that are showing signs of life. Uh, I have a four-way tie for the next in line of this tank race for Caleb. And the Patriots are on this list because I think if you get rid of Bill Belichick, they're very much uh, a contending team in the playoffs with Caleb Williams. You know, you get a guy like Caleb, you fix up the defense a little bit. They still are pretty strong in defense, but there's there's definitely holes here and there. And you get a couple more receivers than people can identify. Good Lord. Kendrick Bourne, Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker. 
I don't want to say these guys are nobodies because everybody in the NFL is somebody, but my God, get like some talent to come in from the draft or part of the recruiting process when you get Caleb in the offseason free agency. Patriots need to get rid of Bill Belichick, and then they're, you know, then they, they're a reasonable spot for Caleb should they get the last place spot. Arizona is competitive. Dobbs is trying his best, but um, they need they need help uh, in other areas as well. Their defense is atrocious, and um, I I think Caleb could see them as an opportunity to play. But then again, what are you going to do with Kyler Murray when Kyler Murray gets back? Is he motivated? Is he going to play? Who knows? The Bears are also in this pod. They're they're not giving up. Like it looks like the Broncos may be giving up, which may screw them over in the process because they may tank for Caleb, thinking that he's going to go there and he's just going to stay. The Bears are fighting; they're just uh, they just had an unlucky break against Minnesota, and who knows what they're going to do with Justin Fields because he actually may he may be a problem, injury prone going forward. Um, and then finally, the Giants they 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 played so hard against the Bills and they're losing games and it's tough and. You know, the, who knows what what's going on in that locker room. And you have a choice to make, Brian Gable, because you could get Caleb Williams and very quickly be one of the best teams in the NFL next year. Like, Caleb Williams on the Giants is a very good team. But in order to get Caleb Williams, you have to obviously tank. They are fighting. They, they're trying to win games. They're trying to stay competitive. And it looks great to everyone who's trying to go play there. But you have a serious choice to make. Serious choice. You could be the perfect spot for Caleb, but if you don't get that spot, then you just suck. You're just stuck with Daniel Jones and you'll suck. And you're going to waste an outstanding opportunity to be, to be somebody again. Because I look at the NFC East as very much a wide open division in the next couple of years. I like Jalen Hurts a lot, but you know he has his moments where he's very not clutch. Dak Prescott is Dak Prescott. And Sam Howell, who knows what he could do? I think he's great fantasy-wise, but has he got the clutch team? I don't know. We'll see. Giants are in that tie for four, but I think they're better than uh, the Patriots and the Chicago Bears and the Cardinals in terms of getting Caleb. So Broncos are the clear favorites, and then you got tie for four right behind them. The Jets are officially out of the running of tanking for Caleb. Here's why. They are not just showing competitive spirit, but they're trying. Like they, they, they're three and three. They beat Philly, a uh, huge game, and they're proving that this defense is so crippling and so good. And you can win games. And yes, they're stuck with Zach Wilson, but he's doing his best. And and they're rallying. Everyone's rallying behind each other. There's a great energy, a great synergy in the locker room. They're going into a bye, and they're going to play the Giants, right? And that could be a toss-up. I mean, it's a home game for both, but it's uh, by no means a gimme, but you're likely going to be four and three. They're probably going to be favorite to win that game. And then you're four and three and you are competing to go to the playoffs because not only is the AFC pretty wide open uh, in terms of wildcard spots, Aaron Rodgers could return. He announced him and his surgeon, a doctor who I'm assuming has a real degree, unless of course this whole thing is a big facade and, he gets hurt. He said he's going to come back week 15 or week 16 is a real possibility. That's at least two games. That's at least two games where you got Rodgers, two games to compete. Depending on what their record is, 
they may be fighting for a playoff spot. Hell, they could already be in the playoffs by then. Like if they're winning without him, he may have come back week 17 just to, you know, get warmed up for the playoffs. And then he goes off to the races. So keep your eye on the Jets. They're officially out of the tank race. Not that they ever really were. I, my theory was if that they suck enough, then you have Caleb Williams come in and it's sort of like this handshake agreement and, you know, a, a great little like one-off for Rogers, the, the Padawan master deal. And it's amazing. He's a Star Wars guy too. Okay. That's it today for Dr. PPR. It's kind of a quick episode. I got to get back to other things, big surgeries, a lot of operations and stuff. I got to get back to, um, let me know if you have any questions about who to play, who to start in your upcoming fantasy matchups. I will be back on Friday with my locks and sort of my guarantees, if you will. Um, the Thursday matchup this week, let's take a look at what we got. Uh, Oh, Jacksonville, New Orleans. Yeah. Play the Jaguars. Jaguars are going to win. They, I don't have a survivor pick yet. It's not going to be Jacksonville. I don't want to have them go and lose on Thursday. Now I feel like an idiot. I'm still in all my survivor leagues, by the way, I took the bills over the weekend. Scary. Whew, give this doctor a heart attack while he's operating. Um, but play Jacksonville. They're actually looks like they're one point underdogs. So just take Jacksonville to win for the money line, but don't put your survivor on that. Cause if they lose, you just lose the bet, not the league. Um, but that's it. Have a great rest of your week. Remember eat your vegetables, get plenty of rest and always listen to your doctor. We will see you on Friday. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.